Prepare your ears, humans. Happy, sad, confused begins now. Today on Happy, Sad, Confused, Evan Rachel Wood on Westworld and her comfort movie, Clue. Hey guys, I'm Josh Horowitz. Welcome to another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Yes, as promised, the podcast continues. Yes, we're living in a a different world. I wouldn't say a better world, but it's a different world. But we're, we're we're just trudging through. We're making the best of it. We're all surviving as best we can. And part of that for me is continuing this podcast with a lot of uh, familiar voices, some new voices. But let's talk about the familiar voices first because I've got one on the line today. Say hello, Sammy. This, I feel like we're like doing an old school radio show. Yeah, 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 exactly. This is as it was always meant to be where we're not in the same room. This is what I was always striving for. Yeah, first time caller, long time listener. I Sammy got Heller start- on the line. I got my start in college radio. So this is bringing me back to my roots, Sammy. You went to college? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's rude. Um, Sammy, how you doing? Uh, How's the fam? Good. Good. Yeah, I left uh, New York City. And I'm yeah. in, now in Pennsylvania. Right. Um, so I'm away from the, from the epicenter, but uh, I also, it's too quiet here. It's a little frightening. Well, I, I was just thinking, because the last time maybe you were on the podcast was probably, I feel like it, the, the last happy time in anybody's oh. life was our Sam Hewen live Don't event. Don't even was, say it. Oh. Was, that the, was, that the end, was, was that the end of the happy times? Was that it? What a way to go. What a way, that was the last time I remember being happy. Oh, God. Um, um, yeah. How's New York? How are you doing? Oh, it's great. It's perfect. I don't know if you've checked out the news. We are doing fantastic. <laughs> yeah. It <sounds laughs> no, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's intense here. It's, it's all good, but, the, but, you know, the family is staying safe. We're doing the right thing. We're staying inside. We're, we're acting smart. And uh, New Yorkers are tough. So we're going to handle this. We got this. Hey, bada bing. Bada bing, bada boom. We got it. <laughs> we got uh, it. But I, I mean, in all seriousness, I do want to mention, and I'll say this uh, a couple times in the in the intro, uh, because I think a lot of people are concerned about, obviously, what's happening out there and looking for ways to help. And I was asking around, and, and, and one of the, the big areas I think that we obviously need to support are uh, the health care workers out there that need um, supplies, yes. the PPE, et cetera. So if you guys are interested in donating, uh, you could go to the GoFundMe page for an organization called Frontline, uh, Frontline Responders Fund. So go to www.gofundme.com slash frontline responders fund and uh you can make a contribution and hopefully um help our uh selfless healthcare workers that are uh, really uh doing amazing work 24 7 for all of us um as for the podcast and i know there's a segue right as for the podcast <laughs> what we're trying to, so i i mentioned this on social media and even in the last episodes uh, I, i'm kind of rejiggering the podcast a little bit because it doesn't feel appropriate to do the same kind of conversations uh, i've done um, and it's also, frankly, harder to do these kind of in-depth career conversations with folks um, in this format. Yeah. But here's what we're going to do. Um, I think we're all looking right now for comfort in different ways. So I figured let's talk to some familiar folks, some new folks about their favorite comfort movies. 
the movies that make them feel safe and warm and cozy and happy, the ones that we keep returning to, maybe it's from their childhood, etc. So um, that's what we're going to do. We're, we're, we, I've started a little hashtag, so I want to hear from you guys out there. The hashtag is my comfort movie. I so love you, this. So, yeah, I think it's fun. I think if people want to get in on it, um, in fact, I'll, I'll, I'll actually, some people already got in on it, and I want to pull up some of their their comfort movies. Hold on. Let me do this. While, while I look for that, Sammy, what do you think, what's your comfort movie of choice? Do you have an, a number one comfort yeah. movie? Uh, sure. <laughs> I don't want you to, like, make a comment about it. I don't want to be judged. Is this a judge-free comfort movie zone? I can't, I can't promise that. Uh, sure. Right. Win a date with Tad Hamilton. <laughs> what? What? Win a date with Tad Hamilton. Josh um, Dumel, Topher. No. Uh, okay, Bosworth. Yes, yes, yes. What is, it is wrong with you? Beautiful movie, Nathan Lane. Powerful, beautiful movie. Uh-huh. Um, I'll also probably put Greatest Showman up there. Right. And Les Mis. Les Mis always puts a smile on my face. <laughs> that's, a, well, that's a happy one. There. Yeah. <laughs> just good things happen. Okay, so let, me pull up the ha- let me pull up the hashtag and look for some of our listeners' picks here. Uh, this is from Cheese and Crackers. She says her comfort movie is Steel Magnolias, Sleepless in Seattle, or When Harry Met Sally. Oh, just watched When Harry Met Sally for the first time. What? It was on your list. It was great. So, yeah, part of this is I shared a uh, Sammy and the fam were looking for a bunch of movies, as a lot of people are. So I sent over a robust list, and you guys have been been making your way through it, right? Oh, we do our Josh Horowitz homework every night. It's great. <laughs> there have been times where my dad goes, what was Josh thinking? This is terrible. Oh, no, I don't want to hear about that. I'll share yeah. the list on social media. Big so you Trouble all can... in Little China, I think, was... I, I stand by that one. Uh, let me read a few more. Uh, Colby Landis says Captain Ron. Yeah, a little Kurt Russell action. Uh, let's see. Uh, Raju Kamath says my comfort movie of the moment is Love Actually. Oh, nice. good one. Uh, David Ortiz says my comfort movie is Back to the Future. Uh, Melissa Mergs711 is her handle, says also When Harry Met Sally and While You Were Sleeping. So a lot of rom-coms. People are going to the wow. rom-coms right now. Mm-hmm. Like Ted Hamilton. Yeah, like like <laughs> like Ted Hamilton. <laughs> <sighs> Am I going to end this right on the first episode? No. Okay, so the guest today is actually a newcomer to Happy, Sad, Confused. Uh, we haven't had her on the show before, uh, and I'm bummed that we haven't had her on for a full episode, even though I've talked to her a bunch over the years. Um, she's fantastic. She's Evan Rachel Wood. She, of course... Uh, is starring in season three right now of Westworld. If you haven't checked out Westworld, what are you doing? Check it out. The new season's really cool. They've kind of rebooted it in a very cool way. Sunday nights on HBO. And Evan Rachel Wood, uh, I knew she would deliver like a good pick. I knew she, 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 she's got good taste, um, similar sensibilities somewhat to mine. And her pick is actually a, a, one of your favorites too. Uh, we're gonna, you're going to hear Evan Rachel Wood and I geek out about Clue in a minute. So what do you think about Clue, Sammy? Um, I love Clue. It's one of my favorites. And I remember like the first couple times I saw it, I must have only seen the same ending. So I remember realizing that there were a bunch of different endings too. Yeah. Um, I love that. I love the choose your own adventureness of it. I loved there was a character named Samantha. That was always exciting for me. Sure. Um, yeah, but you, 
when you rewatched it, I asked you which ending you saw, and you saw all of them. Oh yeah, if you if you watch it on on any of the streaming services, uh, they just show all the endings one after another. Which is your favorite? Well, I like the the one with Madeline Kahn because that's the one where Madeline Kahn does her famous you know flames on the side of my face that whole riff. So you only you only see that in the Madeline Kahn did it ending. So I think you, I think I have to edge uh, give the edge to that one. Do you um, think Mr. Body deserved it. Well, I, I got into this a little bit with with Evan. I think if there's a weak link in the film, it's it's the actor playing Mr. Body. I think <laughs> I, I don't want to be the guy that takes down our first comfort movie, but hot take. Well, I mean, when you're surrounded by comedy all stars, if you don't bring it, and I don't know if Mr. Body was up to the challenge of competing with Madeline Kahn, Christopher Lloyd, and Tim Curry, and all these great folks. That's my hot take. Wow. Yeah, let it sink in. Real quick, Evan Rachel Wood's in one of my comfort movies. Wait, let me figure this out. It's not across the universe. Yes, it is. Of course it is. Really? Oh, come on. Singing? That's all you need. Literally just singing. (laughs) Your bar is so low. I love the Beatles. I love her. Uh I love her voice. Okay. And got oh, sh- some hunks in that movie too. I love hunks. Yeah, I know you do. You love music and hunks. You're you're yeah. you're, you're easy that way. Of course. Um, yeah, she needs to do more singing, like on oh, screen. My. Yeah. She's yeah. remarkably talented. Um, okay, so let's let's toss to this conversation. This was the first one of these I taped. I was still kind of figuring out the format. We've since uh, taped a one with, uh, and I'll tease it because uh, it's coming up later this week. Uh, did a really fun chat with Logan Lerman where we talked all about Hook. That's coming up later <gasps> this week. Yeah, that was oh. super fun. Uh, and like I said, I'm still sort of kind of honing the, the, this, these kind of conversations. And by the way, they still will, depending on the guest, go into other areas. But I do want to kind of like keep this anchor, uh, this comfort movie thing going. And as I said, guys, I, I want to hear from you. I want to hear what your comfort movie is. Maybe it'll inspire some some choices of my own and some of my guest choices. Use the hashtag my comfort movie. I'm checking the hashtag all the time. So uh, please do that. And one more reminder, again, if you're looking for a, a great place to contribute to, go to the GoFundMe page for Frontline Responders Fund. Again, that's www.gofundme.com slash Frontline Responders Fund. Uh, and without any further ado, let's go to my chat with the star of Westworld and the biggest fan of the great cinematic treasure that is Clue, Miss Evan Rachel Wood. So usually I don't do big introductions on the podcast because usually it's super cash. My guest is in the office, but these are weird times. Hi, Evan. How's it going? Hi, guys. Hi, Acro- everyone. I was going to say across the universe, there's Evan Rachel Wood. Across the country, there's Evan Rachel Wood. <laughs> um, how you doing? I feel like that's like a, a loaded question now, but you're, you're doing relatively okay? I'm I mean, okay. I'm doing the homeschool thing and just trying to look at the positives and... Um, I feel like my agoraphobia is being really validated right now, so <laughs> I'm weirdly calm. No, I'm, I'm, I'm good. good. I just hope everybody else is, is doing all right. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a weird time mm-hmm. to say the least. But you know what what I'm trying to do uh, in this kind of rejiggered version of Happy Sad Confused um, is is to talk a little bit about the comfort movies for all of us, right? You know, we all have like those movies that I feel like we go to when we're down or just something, whether we're depressed or we just kind of like need something to kind of like make us feel safe. Absolutely. And 
I know I've got dozens of those. Um, so before we get into your pick, tell me, like, what, what's your definition of a, of a comfort movie? Is my definition your definition? Do you have your own kind of definition of that or what? Um, when I think of comfort movie, well, just like you just said, you know, when I'm, when I'm down or when I just need something familiar or if it's like a rainy day or we're all quarantined because of a virus, apparently. Um, right. I never, I never knew that was one of know, the options. Now let's add it to the list. Um, right. I, I love, uh, I don't know. It, it can't be too heavy. I like a little comedy. Right. Um, I like really good acting, um, fast paced and just something that's very quotable. Like I want to be able to quote the entire film front to back. So I think your pick fits all of these categories. You gave me fair warning in advance and I got a chance to refresh. Not that I really needed it, but, uh, why don't you unveil it, Evan? <laughs> what is your comfort? My movie? comfort movie is clue, which was, is this, a, was it 1987? It's 85. I did my research, so I don't expect you to know the everything. Uh, but yeah, it's before you were born, Evan. How do you know this movie? Well, I grew up watching it. Um, my brother and I had a VHS tape, I believe recorded off of the TV. Um, and when my parents uh, did a lot of theater uh, when I was a kid, and we would stay home and watch movies, and this was one of our favorites. So this was always kind of our, our comfort film when our parents weren't around or when it was raining or when we were staying up late and wanted like a murder mystery spooky thing to watch. <laughs> totally. So, so I should say uh, for those listening, and I'm glad you picked something like this, that is it's available in a bunch of different places. People can uh, watch it on YouTube, on Amazon, on iTunes. There's no excuse. Uh, if, you've, if you've never seen uh, Clue, um, it, it's, it's definitely a unique movie in many ways. I mean, it's kind of an homage to movies that we're familiar with, but done in a bit of a different way. Um, I don't know. Set, as, do, you want, do you want to set up the plot? Should I set it up a little bit? I mean, it's pretty basic. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know if anybody's ever played the Parker Brothers board game Clue, but basically um, in the 80s, they took that concept and turned it into a film. And so we've got, who do we have? So we have Mrs. Peacock. We got... Uh, Miss Scarlet. So yeah. Like, Ms. White. Miss Scarlet. I almost said Miss Colonel. <laughs> you got Colonel Mustard. Don't that, that's Martin Mull. I mean the cast. Let's let let's talk about the cast because I think that's genius. It's it's insane. It's like comedy all stars, right? Exactly. Some of the best classic comedic actors. I mean Madeline Kahn, Christopher Lloyd, Michael McKean, um, yep. Tim Curry, Wesley and Warren. Warren. Um, you know that uh, Mrs. Scarlet in this film, I believe Carrie Fisher Fisher was originally cast. This is a rumor. I saw that. I read that. My, I think that's corroborated by the director. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so fun to see. Like, they're all, you know, I mean, I'm sure you know this, obviously, from, like, doing so many movies. Like, you want to be in the same movie, right? Oh. Like, you want to be acting in the same project. And they all, whether it came from the, the script or the director, it feels like they all got it. They all knew what they, they were going for. They all got it. For. And it really, at least I like to think, it seems like they were all having a good time, especially Tim Curry. I think Tim <laughs> Curry was having the best time. When he's doing the synopsis at the end yep. uh, with the really long monologues, I, I, I mean... The fa when you think about how many times he actually had to do that and how many different <laughs> angles and his energy is like at a 10 on each take, it's, it's pretty mind blowing to watch. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and just, you know, set it up a little bit more. It's basically kind of like, I would say probably an homage to those Agatha Christie stories. And I remember it's weird. I, I, I think of, I grew up and I remember my dad turned me on to like, um, 
uh, and then there were none, which was like a, a 10 little Indians, Agatha Christie movie from like 1945. It was black and white and I loved it. It's, it's essentially the same story. So like in this story, it's six strangers invited to a, a mansion. Weirdly, it's a period movie. It's like 1954, but or, like or to me, 20s or is it the 50s? Well, no, in, no, it's the 50s. No, it's the 50s. You're right. Because the title card. Up. Yeah. Yeah, the title card says 54, but to, right. but you're right. Like, to me, like, I don't really have a sense of, like, what time it is. It's kind of its own weird world. Mm-hmm. It's that classic, like, um, noir mystery. Yeah. 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 And so, so I mean, I think I think you keyed on what some of the aspects that I love about it, which is definitely the ensemble. I also like that when I was watching it, it's it's a kind of a weird tone that it, it's not – it's not Mel Brooks super broad, no. which I love, by the way. No, they're, they're, they com- they're really committed yeah, to ahead. making it believable. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, like the first half of the movie is kind of playing it, maybe straight is too strong a word, but it's kind of right. a real mystery. It is, yeah. It, it definitely is a mystery. You, know? you're, you're, you are having to figure out, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a whodunit story. And I, and I love mysteries. I love having to like piece things together. Obviously, I'm on Westworld. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you better like mystery. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, so it's, yeah, it's got all those elements. So, okay. So here's some fun facts that I, yeah, as I was researching it and kind of getting reacquainted. So yeah, it was released December 13th, 1985. Um, I didn't see it in theaters either. I'm a little bit older than you, so I don't know why. Like I was, Josh, Josh Harlow is nine years old. He should have been dragged to this movie, but I caught up with it on VHS like you. Um, it was written and directed by Jonathan Lynn. This was his first feature directing oh, I didn't uh, effort. Oh, Wow. Which is pretty cool. And he, like, he kind of had an interesting career. He's still around, but he, like, did, like, My Cousin Vinny. Like, he did a, b- a bunch right. of kind of, like, That makes a lot of sense and 90s. now that you say that. Totally, it's right? Tone um, pacing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, to me, it, it, it's funny because I feel like this is, in a weird way, this is the kind of movie that would be made, more likely to be made now in that, um, you know, when we're going after like IP, right? We're right. like, we're just like sucking any like amusement park ride or right. whatever. Like, let's turn that into something. But in, in 85, this wasn't happening. Like, I don't know who, what, what, what guy at Paramount Pictures was like, let's pick Clue of all games to turn into a movie. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I love that the director was like, yeah, and there was this kind of up and coming guy, Tim Curry, who had done this movie, yeah. Rocky Horror. Because like Tim Curry wasn't really, he was just starting to Tim like Curry, pick, yeah. up, uh, pick up the pace a little bit, pick up speed. Yeah. 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 I, I read that uh, Rowan Atkinson was like one of the, one of the choices as oh well. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. The movies that could have been. Yeah. Well, that's, I'm always into that. Uh-huh. I don't know about you. So like when you saw it and you taped it off TV, do you remember like one of the gimmicks like the gimmick around the film was that they shot three different, three different they actually shot four they actually shot four but i guess they only used three really? of them oh God, i'd love to know what that fourth one was yeah and then they released three different versions into theaters so that people couldn't right. give away who the murderer was when they all talked <laughs> so so there were three different endings floating around and everybody kind of saw a different one so did you see all three when you – do you remember just like seeing all of I them? I did see all three, yeah. I, I think when it aired on, on television, they always showed the three endings and they say, this is what could have happened. Right. Or this is what could have happened, but this is what really happened. Exactly. Did, so have you ever shot an alternate ending for one of your films? Did you ever have to like go back I and like – I have shot oh, alternate look. endings, yeah. Um, <laughs> is that bizarre? It is weird because it – the ending can change the entire film. So it's hard to, as an actor, kind of straddle the two worlds to be yeah. consistent and, and to be able to have a performance that matches up with either one. 
Um, yeah, you're you're like I thought this was all leading towards this. Doesn't this change literally, <laughs> literally everything, everything we were doing? My entire arc. <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's fascinating though. Um, yeah, I've definitely shot different versions. So the uh, it was shot almost entirely um, like on the in, like on, on a watch, which like, I had no idea. That's pretty cool. I, I mean, I found this out because yeah. I got to work with Michael McKean. Um, and I completely geeked out and had to confess and just say, okay, dude, I'm like a Trekkie when it comes to you. <laughs> and I just need you to like, I just need you to talk about it. Just like start telling stories. And he said, yeah, it was a set. He said in between takes, they'd all go and play in the billiard room and shoot pool and they it. were having the best time. <laughs> I love that you couldn't even like get out like an articulate question. You're just like, just, just speak, just, just tell say me just words about clothes, say. Experience, please. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, that's, yeah, it's, it's actually like, I do think the production design is pretty awesome. It like it's very costumes, evocative and it kind of, yeah. Characters. In fact, well, I'll get into this a little later, but, um, okay. ask me what my son wants his birthday to like, what the theme of his birthday Oh my to. God. Okay. Well, okay. We'll get to, we'll get to <laughs> when's the last time you, you saw it? Like, do you still see it with any, it or is it just like, time. I mean, and, really? and again, I showed it to my son and now he wants to watch it all the time. And it's weird Aww. when you have films that you watched all the time as a kid, like mine, the ones I watched every day were like labyrinth and clue and Princess yep. bride and things like that. And then I will show them to my son and I won't tell him that I used to watch these every day or that there's anything special about this particular film. I just want to see how he reacts. And he chooses <laughs> the same movies to watch every day. And it's some weird, <laughs> strong DNA. <laughs> I love it. That's a great. And he's never disappointed. No, he's not. And so now he's obsessed with clue. I love it. Okay. So wait, so what were you saying? So he's going to do, should we get to the he birthday? He wants thing? a clue themed birthday party Aww. and he <laughs> cast everyone in his family as each character. And so his dad is Mr. Green and I am Mrs. Peacock. His stepmom is Mrs. White. Like he's got, he's got a whole cast. He wants to be the butler and um, <laughs> he wants us all to reenact the film on his birthday. So I have like a whole Miss Peacock outfit ready to go. This is amazing. <laughs> This is how prevalent this movie is in my household. Just wow, you're for real. Now, when you were watching with him, because when I was watching it yesterday, you know, it holds up, but there are some things that maybe feel Dated. I don't know. Yeah, like a little sexist, trying to be, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Evan. <laughs> I mean, Yvette is is kind of treated a little bit as I mean, she she's great and in Colin it. Colin Camp's great in it. She's so I, great. <laughs> she's so great but it's like colin camp and like colin camp's cleavage cleavage are like starring in the movie together so there's a little bit and there's there's the michael mckeon kind of like announcing himself as a homosexual moment that felt a little like Ooh, right okay. well in the 50s that may have been more of a thing um sure and, sure but, uh, but absolutely it's it's certainly dated and there are moments i watch now and i go oh that's that's slightly offensive. <laughs> I mean, virtually everything we grew up with, right? Well, has some element of that, I, I suppose. Some Turner Classic movies, and those are real bad. I start. I was like, I'm gonna go revisit some old westerns, and then I went, Oh no, I no, I don't want to do this. Oh God, why did I do this? <laughs> yeah, let's not even like get to like the the treatment of like the Native American yeah. in, in classic westerns. Oh, like, no, no, no. Lord, I mean, <laughs> no. the things that were normal. I mean, I mean, it's amazing to see how far we've come. So, and yeah. I, again, my son is actually really good at pointing out subtle sexism in film style because I like to explain to him that it was made in a different time and, you know, we know better right. now and as long as we're self-aware and da, 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 da. so now he'll, he'll point it out before me and he'll say, well, that's not true because, you know, girls can do this. <laughs> girls can do that too. And I'm like, oh, 
good job. <laughs> we're doing, we're doing, doing something it. right. <laughs> so can I give you my other nitpick? Because I do, I do love this Absolutely. movie. But I feel, I feel like when I was watching it, like my one casting kind of miscue that didn't quite work for me was Mr. Body. Was, well... He's, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know this man. I, I have nothing to begrudge him. Apparently, it's not like his main. So he he was a he uh, was in a punk band called Fear. Oh, Leaving really? is his name. Yep. Um, and it felt like to me watching it yesterday that like all his lines were like eighty yard, and I don't know what <laughs> happened. <laughs> also, I'm pretty sure in one of those takes, his head definitely hits the floor, and he doesn't flinch. I don't know if you noticed that. <laughs> I didn't but, notice. I mean, <laughs> whack! Like, just I mean, it is definitely smacking onto that linoleum floor, and he does. <laughs> so okay, that's my my nitpick. No, no, you know, he gave it the old college try. It's he all good. Did. And you know, spoiler alert: he may not have. They may not have cared too much about that character because he's. This is true. He, he maybe meets his uh, you know demise early he, on in the <laughs> Okay, so how about some favorites? So, do you have a favorite scene that jumps out? You know. I guess the thing about it is like the, the subtle comedic moments that I, the more I watch it, the more I see things like, I don't know if you notice Curl Mustard getting stuck behind the library door when it opens as he's trying to take the champagne glass from a vet because they don't right. linger on it. It's literally in the corner of the frame and you have to really look to see <laughs> his face and to watch it happen. And I laugh every time at stuff like that. I also laugh at when they're trying to unlock the door. And he's like, forget yeah. about the key, unlock the door. I can't unlock the door without the key. Like, and everyone's <laughs> freaking out. Uh, Tim Curry tries to break the door down, falls under the ground. Yvette trips, yep. gun goes off, the chandelier goes down. It's like, it's like moment, 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 moment. This beautiful string of comedic events that just ended this. <laughs> So uh, you've already been quoting it a bit, and I know you're kind of a quote machine. Yes. Uh, so what's is there one line in particular that you probably quoted the most from this movie? Oh, my goodness. That's really hard. Um, <laughs> probably uh, a monkey's brain. <laughs> um, <laughs> the when do you, when Cantonese cuisine is not often exactly. found in Washington, D.C. Is that what we ate? <laughs> I think that's the one my son and I do a lot. Is that what you say when you're you're serving your son a meal? This is this is monkey's yes. brain today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can we pinpoint a favorite performance? We already talked about Tim Curry. Is he the it's one? It's got to be Tim Curry. I also think Michael yeah. McKean has some incredible <laughs> moments in this film, um, yeah. and Madeline Kahn as well. I mean, the the I think the line that everyone knows yeah. is yeah. flames. On the yes. side of my face, breathing, <laughs> breath, heaving, that whole thing. Because you know that's all Madeline Kahn. There's no. They say it was improvised. Yeah. They say she improvised exactly. that. Like it's so obviously just her <laughs> <laughs> taking the reins and creating this insane, unsettling, hilarious moment. And then everyone's reaction shots are just priceless. Yeah, you could see. I was. I kind of rewatched that scene a couple times because it's also only in one of the endings. And. Um, she, it does feel like, um, I was like looking for the people around them and you could see they're like all about to break because clearly that was not 100%. planned. <laughs> so, okay, here, here's an important question. In recent years, I don't know if you've heard this, uh, there are plans to remake Clue, to do this. a new ver Okay, so thoughts? Is this sacrilege? What do you think? What I would love to see just personally instead is a stage version of Clue. Clue to me oh, is like yeah. the perfect play. 
It's like noises off, exactly. like one of those farces, right? Such yeah. Such a noise. Thank you for knowing noises off. <laughs> That's another really good comfort movie. Oh, totally. Um, but it is. It's very much like that in the same vein. So I would be more intrigued seeing it on stage, but that's right. just me. Okay. So we, I was going to ask you which role you'd want, but it sounds like your son has already cast you anyway yeah, cast in the, in the peacock. Yeah. So, <laughs> which I'm fine with. So, that works. That works. So I, I took your inspiration as my inspiration. So I'm going to throw out a few uh, movies uh, at you okay. and the audience that, that ins- are inspired by Clue that I think if people want to make a double feature or something, sure. you tell me if these work for you too. Okay. Uh, so, I, so going old school, I al- al- already mentioned, um, if you want to go kind of the serious Agatha Christie route, uh, and then there were none, which is really very much the source material of this, um, Young Frankenstein, Young Frankenstein, I would definitely, definitely. I mean, Come on. I mean, you have Madeline Kahn in that one. And it's a little, like I said, it's a little broader, but, um, that's like, that might be my like ultimate comfort movie. It's definitely top 10 for me. Um, I think Rocky horror in a way, Rocky horror picture show. Speaking of Tim Curry. Yeah. yeah, You're stuck in a big mansion on a stormy night and some stuff's about to go down. Yeah. Definitely in the same vein. Um, I don't know if you're a Pink Panther fan or Clouseau fan, but, um, I like a shot in the dark, which is like the second of the films. And that's like kind of, that's kind of the most dramatic and kind of in in a manner kind of mystery uh, version of that. Um, and then I'm going to go contemporary knives out. I mean, knives out, he's obviously influenced by this stuff. So, um, may I add another one? Murder. Please. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Death trap. I would say is a pretty good one. This is off the top of my head. Yeah. There's a lot out there. All right. So, um, the years that they were made though. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) Context, everything. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So, um, before I let you go, uh, I I do want to mention Westworld, which has been awesome this year. I've watched the first four episodes. I got a little sneak peek. It's, uh, it's really, I mean, as everyone knows, um, you guys have taken some risks in the, in the third season and really kind of, I mean, seriously. (laughs) So were you, uh, just, you know, quickly, like, what did it feel like to kind of, did it feel like you were in a different show for the third season? What's it, what's it been like to make kind of a different version? It felt like like debuting, um, the first season again, it felt like a new show. Um, it's, you know, still got all the elements that are familiar that we know and love about Westworld, but it's definitely different. Um, it's definitely more linear. Um, but uh, I'm excited for people to see where it goes because, you know, you have to kind of set up the world in the first few episodes. And then to me, this season does what our first season kind of did, although I don't want to compare because I think all the seasons sort of stand on their own, especially because they're all right. so different. Um, but in the way that after the midway point of the first season, things really kicked into high gear and the whole show, mm-hmm. like you thought it was this one thing and it turned into another and I think we're going to see that a lot this season as well. So I'm very excited for that. Nice. Yeah. Even from seeing the first few episodes, it does feel like, cause like that first episode is kind of centered mostly, I guess on, on your character mm-hmm. and Aaron's character, but it's like in the, in each of the first four, it's almost like a different it's setting up a new section. Character. Yeah. Yes. And then I would imagine at some point these, these lives start to intersect exactly. and things get re- re- I mean, I'm no expert, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Evan, I've been doing this a while. I don't know. I know. <laughs> Formula when I see one, man. Uh, <laughs> not to say Westworld is formulaic. You guys are it anything not, but. No, no. Um, very cool. And anything that's in, in this madness lately beyond Clue? What have you have you been binge watching anything? I know you've been you've been busy at home, but have you have been, been binging binging like all of us? I've been busy at home. Um, you know, 
I think this whole thing has made me start binge watching conspiracy theory stuff. Oh no. <laughs> well, you know, but I, I, you know, you take everything with a grain of salt. It's just, right. it's just fascinating to me. Um, and, uh, God, what else? So you you go so you go that way. I just binge watched the Leah Remini Scientology series. Oh yeah, which I thought was incredible. Um, so yeah, I'm kind of a nerd. I don't know. (laughs) No, no, we're all nerds in different ways. It's funny because like how we react. It's like, do you do you go into like that kind of a thing, or do you go for like like I'm doing Shit's Creek right now just to like go in the opposite? I I did that the other day as well because it felt appropriate for some reason. Yeah, yeah. I, and also, I'd never seen it, and I feel like I was the last one to the party, yeah. so, and it's, it is great as advertised. Doesn't it feel like um, Catherine O'Hara should have been in Clue? I feel like she is, like, the oh, one thing totally. missing from that group. She could have played, like, any, any of, of the them, female yeah. parts, frankly. Yeah, yeah. She is a comedy all-star, <laughs> always. Um, Evan, I'm sorry that it took this to, for us to catch up. One of these days, when life has come back to semi-normal, uh, you have to come by the office for a proper happy, sad, confused conversation. That. Um, it's good to catch up. Yes, yeah. I'm glad we could still connect and that we're keeping weird movies from the eighties alive. Still. Alive. Definitely. <laughs> always, always a little, a little pandemic can't keep some good eighties movies down. I don't think anything can keep eighties movies down. Honestly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. They're not giving up. Uh, <laughs> um, thanks again for the time. Stay safe. Stay as happy and, and content as you can happy be. And, uh, and hopefully I'll see you soon. Definitely. And so ends another edition of Happy, Sad, Confused. Remember to review, rate, and subscribe to this show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm a big podcast person. I'm Daisy Ridley, and I definitely wasn't pressured to do this by Josh. (laughs) 